everyone and welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question hey who invited you like seriously why are you here I'm your host, Michael Montalvo, and for the next few minutes, we will swim through the river of time to find out what makes today truly unique. On this episode, we examine the events that occurred February 5th. Oh man, does anyone have any ideas for an episode today? You want movies? Books? Food? Music? The Super Bowl was this week. Do you guys want to hear about football? Well, one of football's all-time greats, Portuguese footballer Cristiano Ronaldo, was born on this day, February 5th, 1985. Go football! Today we're going to be talking about a woman who is one of only seven women who are commemorated by name in the canon of the Mass. That's right, we're talking about St. Agatha of Sicily. But who was she? As the title suggests, Agatha is a Christian saint. She is the patron saint of breast cancer patients, martyrs, wet nurses, bell founders, bakers, fire, earthquakes, and, apparently, eruptions of Mount Etna. Yeah, but who was she? Were, were, were you not paying attention to, to what I just said? Fine. I'll go into more detail. Agatha of Sicily was born sometime in 231, we don't really know when, and if Val Kilmer taught us nothing, you have to be a very good and usually a very dead person to become a saint. Knowing this, it's not a spoiler to say she died sometime in the year 251. We'll go more into detail on that in a moment. Born in Sicily, in either Cantania or Palermo, she has been described as beautiful, but also as someone who became a consecrated virgin, which means that Agatha chose to stay celibate and dedicate her life to the church in prayer and service. But here's the thing. Because she was so beautiful, men would often look at her in that way. Maybe she could have benefited from an anti-flirt bill. As the story goes, despite her devoting her life to God, there was a man who desired her. That man was Quintianus. And he thought he could use his charm, which in this case probably means status and power, to win her over so that they could marry. He wanted to force her to marry him, but when she refused, he got angry and had her arrested, and she was taken to the judge. You remember when I said Quintianus had status and power? Yeah, I wasn't just saying that because he was a man during a time where women's rights were severely limited. As it turns out, he was the judge. So he expected her to give in to his demands and name the location of the secret rebel base. He even threatened her with torture and death. Her response? Now I'm good. I'm all about that Jesus stuff and whatnot. You know, I'm basically the Lord's sheep or something, and because of that, he will help me overcome the devil, which... Right now is you. Obviously, there's no way to know this, but she began to cry and prayed. Because, obviously, that's what you want to write down when recording this type of thing, that she cried. That was the important detail. So now she was imprisoned. Are you ready for this? In a brothel. 
he imprisoned her in a brothel because she said no. She never lost her confidence, though, even as she was continuously assaulted in order to get her to abandon her vows. But she was not swayed. Quintianus heard of her defiance and called for her again. After an interrogation, she said that her true freedom was to be a servant of Jesus. Can you guess what Quintianus did next? He had her sent to prison, a real one this time. He had her tortured with all manner of devices stretched out on a rack, iron hooks, burned, whipped, and she took it all. Angered by this, Quintianus decided to kick it up to 11 and had her breasts cut off. Just let that sink in a moment. Quick side note. When depicted in art, she is often shown with shears or tongs or with her severed breasts on a plate. She was sent back to prison with no medical attention, and here's where things start going into a whole new world. Make your own Aladdin reference. Apparently, St. Peter appeared to her in a vision and comforted her and healed all her wounds. Four days later, Quintianus had her stripped naked and rolled on hot coals mixed with sharp shards. She was returned to her cell where she prayed, and according to Catholic.org, she is quoted as saying, Lord, my creator, you have ever protected me from the cradle. You have taken me from the love of the world and given me patience to suffer. Receive now my soul. Then she was sent to the stake, and as the fire was being lit, an earthquake began, which led to the people insisting on her release. She was taken back to prison, where she would eventually die. We don't really know when. So, what is her connection to the 5th of February? Well, the year is every year. And on this day, the Feast of St. Agatha of Sicily is held. Now that we know a bit about Agatha and why she's today's topic, let's talk about the feast. The Feast of St. Agatha is a celebration held from February 3rd to 5th every year. During this time, relics which are said to have belonged to Agatha are displayed in religious processions, giving disciples, pilgrims, and tourists an opportunity to see them. It's actually estimated that about 1 million people participate every year, so it's really nothing to sneeze at. On the 3rd of February, they have what is called the Offering of the Wax. The relics of the procession, as well as its silver carriage, are kept in the cathedral, while a procession called the Candelor is held with giant candles that have their own carriage. They seem to get a bit carriage away by all that. <laughs> I didn't think that joke was going to be that funny. They start at St. Agatha Alifornis Church and end at the cathedral, and it is such an event that the Archbishop of Cantania participates. The outer procession is held on February 4th. The day begins with the Dawn Holy Mass, followed by the opening of St. Agatha Cathedral. There are actually three keys owned by three different people, which are required to give access to the relics inside. The removal of the relics from the chapel is celebrated by waving a white handkerchief and fireworks. At night, the relics return and they have more fireworks. The last day, February 5th, the inner quarters procession is held from the Archbishop's Palace with a cardinal sent by the Vatican. In the late afternoon, the last procession is held with more fireworks and the climbing of a steep street that I won't try to pronounce, 
However, because the relics are so heavy, people have actually been injured from this procession. The relics are then returned to the cathedral the following morning. During these festivities, the St. Agatha Market is held where you can buy all manner of goods at low, low prices. They also serve cakes. One cake resembles an olive, and the other resembles a woman's breast, because apparently the best way to honor and remember a woman who had her breast cut off as a way of torture designed to break her spirit and beliefs is to eat a festive cake that resembles them. Hey, he said, wanting to change the topic. How does one become a saint? Well, Dummies.com says that two verifiable post-mortem miracles must occur. There must be evidence of a good life worthy of imitation, a heroic death, or undergone a major conversion. Formally declared saints are chosen by the Pope, but they are meticulously investigated to ensure that they are worthy of such an honor. Also, you have to be dead for at least five years. Or you don't. They're a bit vague on it, and again, it just depends on what the Pope wants. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps me steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the audio version on your podcast app of choice. Links in the description. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And to thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.